Keeping it real with Aisha, RD and Prime. Good morning. On the Mixed Breakfast. Mixed FM. Pagi. Happy Friday. And congratulations, Dato Sri Anwar Ibrahim, on becoming our beloved 10th Prime Minister of Malaysia. Yes, congratulations, Malaysia too. We got ourselves uh, the 10th PM, mm-hmm. right? And it just took us a couple of days to get there. It was a bit shaky in the beginning. Is it going to happen? How long are we going to wait for the announcement? But I'm just glad it's over. We want to know what's happening with our country for the next 100 days. Where's the direction? With us on the show right now is a good friend. He is a political scientist, Professor Chin Huat from Sunway University. Good morning, Professor Chin Huat. Good morning. Professor, you You are our angel. Thank you so much for responding to us yeah. so quickly. Really, we appreciate you very much. Thank you so much for having me. We must safely say that you like us as well. That's why you said yes to us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> okay, Professor Chin Huat. Um, you know yeah. what? Your view and your prediction actually did come true. It was hung and then a unity government. Maybe right now, let's put your prediction skills to test again. Can you roughly predict uh, what Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim's cabinet will actually look like? Well, if you go by the conventional way, his cabinet uh, or the entire administration would be very bloated because it would need to accommodate different parties mm-hmm. and then within different parties you need to cover gender different regions different ethnic groups and so on right so you would assume that it would be very bloated so we would end up having a huge administration and that would go against the public expectations of a slim and competent administration. Mm, interesting. Do you think it would be as big as the former prime ministers uh not Dato Sri Ismail Sabri but uh Tan Sri Muhyiddin's cabinet? Well, both uh Muhyiddin and Tan Sri cabinet if you add in the special envoys there are about 70 people. Pakatan Harapan's first cabinet was 55 including senator. So it would be probably between 60 something instead of going to 55. Professor Chin Huat, political scientist from Sunway University, joins us on the show today to pretty much give us the lowdown on what's going to be happening to Malaysia with our 10th Prime Minister. Now, what will the functions be for the two Deputy Prime Ministers if that does happen? Oh, two Deputy Prime Minister is less of a concern because they would, each of them, just take on another portfolio. And of course, they would have more resources and so on, but that's actually less of a concern. What really would uh, we should think about is that how not to just fill up the cabinet or the administration for the need of political rewards. Right. And the solution is not to is not to tell Anwar and say, forget about all these political rewards, do what you need to do, and then let all these MPs walk out from you and bring down your government because you should do what is best for the country. We are not proposing any of that naive solution, uh, recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. There is a simple way out that uh, is reasonable for him to cover Uh, both the proper expectations and the politician expectations. How can he best create a slim, efficient government, government. without offending anybody? Anwar Ibrahim is facing tremendous pressure to have a bloated administration, even though this is not one the public wants, because he is forming a coalition government and every party wants to have their people. It will be much larger than the 55 we have seen in Pakatan's first government. To avoid that, Anwar Ibrahim can do a few things. The first is to avoid having a grand coalition with P 
PN coming on board because that would bring in more people and with less trust and collegiality for things to work out. To not let the 30% of PN supporter feeling that they are excluded from this process. Anwar Ibrahim can recognize a shadow cabinet for the official opposition. So for every ministry, the official opposition can appoint a shadow minister who would be paid some salary, let's say half of the minister's salary. He would have policy staff, he would have access to government information, but no other perks. So that saved the money. And then in the parliament, for government and opposition backbenchers, they should fill up parliamentary select committees to scrutinize every ministry. This is to make sure they would do the job and not just during uh, when parliament is sessions, but also in all other time. And the chair and deputy chair of each committee should be paid some salaries against this would be lower than what the shadow minister would have, and they would be supported by policy staff, but no other perks. So the idea then is like for every ministry we have, we would have one minister and one deputy minister, one shadow minister, and then one chair and one deputy chair in the parliamentary committee. Right. So we would have five MP put in charge for every ministry. But only two persons are running, doing the job. The other three are meant to scrutinize and compete with them. So in that case, we are building up a pool of future minister and deputy minister as well. We give them some money, but they don't have all the perks, which is really what costly. Yeah. It's, it's not so much about the, the actual salary, the 20000 or 50000 they get. It's all the other stuff, the allowance that they get to enjoy. So we want to cut that part, but you give them something... So these guys would have some jobs to do. Okay, um, there's a saying, too many chefs in the kitchen, you'll get nothing done. And do you think by having that, we actually might not get anything done or nothing passed? If you have all of them in the cabinet, that's what likely going to happen. But if you put them on two sides, it would be like having two or three football teams on the field. Yeah. So we address the need for some sort of political reward for politicians to feel useful and to have the necessary resources without giving them actually the same thing to do. So what we're going to see is these parliamentary committees, the shadow minister, they would scrutinize what the ministries actually do, check and balance. Which I think is healthy, honestly. So um, I think one question everybody is asking, right? So Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin says that he has the numbers, that he has the SDs, and he's now questioning the prime ministers. Um, and in response to that, Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim said, OK, you know what, let's do a vote of confidence on the first day of parliament. Everybody wants to know, though, after being sworn in by uh, Yani Putuan Agung and everything that we've gone through, is it still reversible? Can, you know, different results or somebody else be actually named Prime Minister instead? Well, that can only happen if Anwar Ibrahim loses his word of confidence. But the fact that he dared to put that forward because he is actually now building a coalition government that is larger than 112. Mm. If you count PHBN and GPS in, we are looking at 135. We know that Warisan would want to join and very likely GRS as well. Then you're going to add in nine more person. And very likely the only opposition left might be just PN. PN. But there is a danger then. People would say, why not you include them? And I think it would be very bad 
Because if you're going to have a grand collisions, as many people innocently prefer, that you end up having a bloated cabinet with ministers who do not trust each other and possibly pull each other's leg, and also no opposition in the parliament. Right. And uh, Chin Huat, uh, what are some of the first few changes that we could be seeing in our country with the formation of this new government? If the government sent a clear message that we need political reconciliation, you should see the political temperature, especially between different ethnic and religious community, to go down. And very soon, as everyone is actually so concerned about economy and livelihood, people's attention would be shifted towards bread and butter issues. And what we need is really to get Malaysians realizing that the world is facing multiple crises, not just economy, but environment and potentially another pandemic to come back anytime. So what we need is to fight all this enemy, not fighting among ourselves. What we need in politics is healthy and productive division and competitions, but not cutthroat attacks on each other. Okay, thank you very much, Professor Chin Huat. Appreciate your time. Sorry for waking you up so early, but yes, you've been amazing as always. Thank you so much for having me. Professor Chin Huat from Sunway University, our good friend and political scientist. Uh, you can go check out the interview when you go and download our Shock app. That's S-Y-O-K. Aisha, Ardy and Prane. On the Mixed Breakfast. Keep it right here. With today's best music.